When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's freaking go! Are you kidding me? What a game! I was going to come on here and I was going to read people the riot act about Zach Wilson, about the offense, about not taking the opportunities they were given against a Philadelphia Eagles team that looked beatable despite their record. And my goodness gracious, the New York Jets found a goddamn way in the way that they never find goddamn ways. This is beautiful. It's unprecedented, literally. They've never beaten the Eagles before this. And thanks to a real cast of characters all pulling their weight, the defense, Brees Hall at the end, Tony Adams showing up, they made life hell on Jalen Hurts, and it is the New York Jets against all the odds and all the lines that had them as big home underdogs. It is the Jets picking up a win and going to 3-3 three and three on the season. Who could have ever predicted this after the Aaron Rodgers injury? Hell, even if Aaron Rodgers didn't get hurt, were people thinking they were going to go beat the Eagles? I certainly had some reservations, and yet here we are. Thank you so much for tuning into the Jet Press Podcast. My name is Mike Luciano. I am somewhat emotionally... Uh, ravaged by the last hour, I think. Uh, I'll be on until Justin Freed finishes up the complete manic circus that happened in New York or Florham Park or the Meadowlands, whatever the hell you want to call it. I'm not into arguing semantics right now. I'm here to talk about the Jets, and you can find more Jets stuff over at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, wherever it may be that you get your podcasts. We're on all those sites, and we're on YouTube and TikTok at the Jet Press for both of them. And please don't feel shy right now. Make your presence heard in the comments on YouTube or Facebook. We've got a couple let's goes. We got some LFGs. We got some let's freaking goes. This is, I I cannot be more proud right now of this Jets team. Now, there were, it was not perfect early on, but I can't even gloss on the negatives right now because this is a team who came in with, their number one corner and probably best overall player, Sauce Gardner, hurt. DJ Reed, hurt. Brandon Eccles, hurt. They were basically playing their third, sixth, and maybe 10th and 11th top cornerbacks against A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, and they held them to 14 points, none of them in the second half. A freaking goose egg, Ugats, in the second half. Could anyone have predicted that? Hell, even with Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. Against that offense and that passing game, especially vertically, Robert Sala is not a perfect coach. Robert Sala can make you mad sometimes with some clock management things. He is now, I think, officially a top five defensive coach, bordering on top three. It's one thing to say, well, he's got great players. With the table scraps that he had against the Philadelphia Eagles, he shut down Jalen Hurts. Four turnovers, three of which were Jalen Hurts' interceptions. Nobody could have predicted that, especially for an Eagles team that's prided themselves on running the ball and taking care of the ball. They made Jalen Hurts look completely out of sorts. Now, offensively, there were it was some rough sailing at times. Missed a lot of opportunities, a lot of bad sacks. I thought Zach Wilson had a couple open guys, especially Garrett Wilson, that he just straight up missed. But you know what? When it can, it doesn't almost doesn't matter because I know they got bailed out at the end because Brees Hall scored the touch and they pretty much let him score and had another chance. But I'm I'm thinking if you're the Jets, you you know what? Don't even think about taking some time off the clock because we got this juggernaut of a doomsday defense outside of the one Dallas aberration where everything went wrong. 
this this defense has been absolutely steamrolling people for crying out loud. They had Josh Allen throw three interceptions. Patrick Mahomes throw two. Jalen Hurts throw three. This defense, despite the limitations of quarterback and Nathaniel Hackett, his problems as an offensive coordinator, this defense is good enough. I think it is confirmed now, beyond a shadow of a doubt, in a wide-open AFC. I don't know what will happen. I think now there is a legitimate chance that the New York Jets could sneak their way into the postseason. I don't know. I'm not going to say it's a lock or anything like that. I'm not going to say that I think Zach Wilson's going to throw for 4,000 yards this year. But when you go up against the defending champs, the defending runners-up, and a guy that a lot of people think is going to be the presumptive MVP and presumptive Super Bowl uh, participant this year in Josh Allen, and you force eight turn eight interceptions out of those three guys, how many defenses are going to do that? And it wasn't through a lot of clever scheming from Robert Sala. There's really not a ton of like simulated pressures he dials up. I think he might be last in the league in that. His system is we're going to go pl- rush four down linemen, and we're going to trust our practice squad defensive backs to make plays on A.J. Brown. And by God, did they ever do that. Now, the front seven in this game, I know there's going to be a lot of talk about the secondary in the most adverse circumstances possible. They really bought up, but the front seven, I think, deserves a lot of praise. But as Justin Freed is coming in right now, uh, you missed you missed an explosion of emotion early on because th- this game – it just brought something primal out of you. It brought something magical out of you because the Jets quite literally had an unprecedented win. They'd never beaten the Eagles before, and they did it in the most unlikely of circumstances with four turnovers, three of which were Jalen Hurts interceptions, the front seven balling, the motley crew of guys who were one of them was on the street 11 days ago, and now he's playing against A.J. Brown. By God, they find a way. Justin, I will I will give you the floor because I think you got some emotional thoughts on this thing. I, I do. I, I really do because I was halfway through writing a post game article about how the Jets' offense sucks, and then th- no, <laughs> and then this happened, and I had to rewrite everything. No, dude, it feels like the Bills game. That's what this feels like. It feels exactly oh, like this the is better than the Bills game. I, maybe I don't want to compare. I mean, that one where you had all the emotion with the Aaron Rodgers shit. Like, I don't want to compare. Either way, the Jets defense. I don't want to hear this shit anymore. We had all week seeing articles about all oh, the Jets defense is overhyped. Brian Costello, this isn't me trying to call out anybody by name, but Brian Costello wrote an article about how the Jets defense is overhyped. I don't want to hear that bullshit. I don't want to hear any of that anymore. It's underhyped, if anything, at this it's point. Under Jets fans give them way too much shit. The Jets media gives this defense way too much shit. They have a way of turning elite quarterbacks into morons. Like this, there's no better way to say it. They that turned last throw from Hurts. My God, what was he what looking he at? That was one of the worst throws and decisions of his NFL career, man. Like, what is he doing? Three turnovers of Jalen Hurts or Jalen Hurts, four turnovers total. It's it's basically like that they did against Josh Allen, the same thing that they did against Patrick Mahomes. They have a knack, they have a way to turn elite quarterbacks into dust. And we saw it again today. The Jets had absolutely no business winning this game. They had no right to win this game. The Eagles, I guess, were the better team overall. I mean, the Jets defense was first enforcing turnovers. But in terms of their offense, like the Jets offense had absolutely nothing going. The Eagles were at least able to move the ball when they weren't turning the ball over. They stole one. Like that's, there's no other way to say it. The Jets want to stole this game. The defense stole it for them. And then the Jets are three and three going into the bye without Aaron Rodgers, no Elijah Vera Tucker. In this game, you already mentioned it a little bit. No Sauce Gardner, no DJ Reed. Michael Carter gets hurt. Joe Tittman gets hurt. They're so thin. I know the Eagles. Aaron Wilson was banged up for a little bit for crying out loud. Wilson was banged up, but I know the Eagles had their own issues. Like they, they had a lot of injuries too, so credit to them as well. But the Jets' defense had no business being as dominant as they were in this game. With Craig James, mind you, revenge game for Craig James. He's a former Eagle. Craig James was signed to the practice squad 11 days ago. Tay Hayes was playing in this game. Who, mind you, probably shouldn't have been matched up three different times on third down with AJ Brown. That probably shouldn't happen. But he was playing in this game. He was signed from the USFL 11 days ago off to the practice squad. He was playing. I don't know when the last time he's played in an NFL game, if he even has played in an NFL game. 
it's amazing. It's amazing the defense was as good as, they, as good as they were. It's amazing the Jets were able to somehow steal this win against the undefeated Eagles, not just undefeated this season, but undefeated in 12 games against the Jets. No more. Both streaks broken. The Jets won this game. Mike, I'm excited. The first Eagles loss on a Sunday since 2021. Oh, my God. And it was <laughs> Zach Wilson who did it to him. They got Wilsoned for crying out loud. He, they got Wilson just like Mahomes got Wilson. I know he didn't lose the game, but Mahomes got Wilson. <laughs> like, it's, this it's team amazing. was narrowly 4-2 and two with wins over Allen, Mahomes, and Hurts in like f- a five-week span. That's how close this team is. <laughs> with, with Zach Wilson? Without Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> All right. Which do you want to do kind of a deep diver in first, the offense or the defense? Oh, let's start with the defense. I want to be happy. I let's, want to be start, let's start with the front seven so in a game good. that I thought they were honestly going to be neutralized. Because I know, look, Lane Johnson went out super early and that 100,000% had an impact on this game. Who knows if the Jets even win this game and pressure hurts if Lane Johnson's still in. But hell, Joe Tittman went out. Elijah Vera Tucker was already out. I don't give a shit if Lane Johnson got out. I'm sorry. Well, he, well, he did. Yeah, these things happen. No, you gotta, you're you're right. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> before the Eagles fans are like, oh, well, we lost all these players. Bullshit, man. Look at the Jets roster. Both teams were injured. Hell, a referee got hurt on the first drive. This game was brutal. So they only end up with two sacks of Jalen Hurts, though he was under pressure a lot more than the two sacks would indicate, which speaks to his escapability. He had that one play early where he was stiff-arming Carter and threw it out, but they got to him. I want to see the pressure rates for this game. It seemed like Hurts was always trying to make something happen, and we've talked about this guy for a while, saying that he's underrated, but... It, it, if there's a word, what's is there a word past underrated, like super underrated or just, extremely under? There's got to be a one word for that because whatever that that moniker is, Bryce Huff at this point has certainly put that. Do we start like a Pro Bowl Bryce Huff campaign? Dude, I, I said it last week. I, I tweeted out, I'm starting the all pro campaign. I'm, I'm not even joking. He's one of the best pass rushers in football. He's one of the best players in this roster. And that's saying a lot because the Jets have some really talented players. And I'd put it, I legitimately, I'm not even kidding you. I'd put him up there in importance to this team, up there with guys like DJ Reed, with I don't want to say Brees Hall, maybe, but like guys like that. We're talking he's one of the best and most important players on his team. And the Jets are finally using him a lot. I don't know what the exact snap count is, but he seemed to play pretty much the entire game. Like, I'm pretty sure he might have led all defensive ends and snaps, which finally, if they're doing that, then that probably means you think they'd value him, which means they got to pay the man, pay Bryce Huff, extend his due to midseason like they did with John Franklin Myers a couple years ago because he, he's so good. He, he's, he's ridiculous. We will bemoan the fact that the offense didn't take advantage of a lot of the mistakes they made, but also on defense, when Jalen Hurts makes a dumb play, when DeAndre Swift fumbles the ball, when Jermaine Johnson punches that ball. By the way, what a hell of a game Jermaine Johnson. What a game he had. So good. So good. When he punches that ball out, you got to dive on it. And, I mean, the defense can't control what the offense was doing. The defense had a bunch of opportunities where I think in old Jets teams, maybe in Adam Gase coach teams, even Bowles coach teams who were like weirdly turnover averse, there would have been a pile for that football, a rugby scrum, and they wouldn't have got it, or a ball would have gone off a guy's hands, or who knows what happens. Robert Silas' defense freaking attacks as yep. hard as you can, and these are the results. Finally now, at least he has the horses where he can be a little bit more clinical. Like You saw that early on in his career where you're like, oh, if he just had the players, I could see how it almost works. Even though he had guys out, now he's got the players. And look at the results. Even the mighty Bills, the mighty Chiefs, the undefeated Eagles, who at the time were the only undefeated team in the league, didn't they, they look amateurish at times. Now, again, they were moving the ball a long time for a lot of it. They had the missed kick and all that. But when push came to shove, Jets defense showed up. They did. And they showed up with Craig James starting at cornerback. Oh, shout out Craig James. I, I'm so excited to see the stats from this week because I want to see what Craig James numbers were because this was a revenge game for him playing against the Eagles. I want to shout out Bryce Hall. I, I think that I love that you're saying like the Jets defense is finally coming together because it really is. And I think the way it's come together isn't by adding new pieces. They've really just developed their own guys, obviously added guys like Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. But I'd say going into this season, other than a, a very good safety, which I think that's the last thing they're still missing. The two things I would have said that they're m- really missing in that defense is a game-changing linebacker and a game-changing pass rusher. Well, sure enough, they just developed those guys over the last couple of years. Quincy Williams is that dude. He is one of the best linebackers in football right now. And Bryce Huff's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. 
We couldn't have said that about both those guys last year. I know Bryce Huff was still really good, but he's become a more well-rounded overall player. He's holding his own, more than holding his own in run defense. And even with the increase in snaps, he's staying just as efficient as a pass rusher. And then you have Quincy Williams, who the Jets have always spoke about how they think he has all-pro potential, and they think he could be one of the best linebackers in football. Well, he's put all of that together this season and is playing some of the best put football of any player on this Jets team. So everything has finally come together. And they just went in and beat the undefeated Eagles with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and wide receiver. They were without Sauce Gardner. They were without D.J. Reed. Michael Carter got hurt in the game. They didn't have Brandon Eccles. If you want to include injuries from before the season started, so we're talking guys like Jarrett Bernard Converse, Jimmy Moreland, Javelin Gidry, you could say the Jets were down to their sixth cornerback, their 10th, and their 11th cornerback in this game. They were pulling guys out of the hot dog stands to play defensive back, and And it worked. And they forced four turnovers against one of the best offenses in football. That's ridiculous. Like, that shouldn't happen. And I'm just so glad. I'm so glad, Mike, that we're talking about this defense, and we're saying, man, they won the Jets this game. And we're not saying, oh, they blew it. They couldn't win this game. You know, the defense played lights out in a game that they had no right to play this good, and they blew it. I'm just so happy we're talking about that the Jets defense led them the victory, even though I had to rewrite that post-game article where I wrote half of it about how the Jets offense blew the game. I'm so glad that I had to rewrite that article because, man, the Jets are 500 after a gauntlet to start this season without Aaron Rodgers. What a world. I, I honestly, even if we had Rodgers, what were we saying? All right, if we get to three and three and four and two at the bye, then who knows? Like, we're three and three at the bye. With now, Zach Wilson. Before we move on to the offense, I want to say, I want to look at the corners because if you just like look at the box score stats and you see A.J. Brown seven for 131, which I mean, A.J. Brown's really, really good. He might be a top five receiver in the league. He's just, yeah. And honestly, even with D.J. Reed and Sawson, he would have been a tough cover just because how big he is and Sauce is really skinny. DJ reads like 5'9, 190. Like AJ Brown's a tough ask. And then, but let's look at the rest of the. I, I got the box score numbers up here. Let's just look at what else happened. Dallas Goddard, 5 for 42 with like a fumble, and he did not play well. They had a good plan for Goddard after he kind of went off. Devontae Smith, who is probably a top 15 receiver in this league against Tay Hayes, Craig James. What's physically left of Michael Carter, which I don't know how much there was at the end of that game, even though we struggled early and kind of figured it out later. Five catches for 44 yards. Yeah. If you told me healthy that they would hold Devontae Smith five catches, 44 yards, I'm like, all right, pretty good game. They did this with Craig James and Tay Hayes. I mean, a virtuoso coaching performance. And then, I mean, they were moving the ball a little bit. DeAndre Swift couldn't run the ball, but they were dumping off in the passing game. And Hertz had a couple plays just as a runner where – because he's so big and so creative, it was tough. But you're not going to just shut teams out every game. You're not going to give up zero points. It's hard to give that – if you give that a grade and it's anything less than an A+, plus, you can put however many pluses you want on the end of that A. If it's anything less than an A+, plus, you're just drinking stupid juice. You had one too many swigs. <laughs> that was a, a guy who's a very good coach in Nick Sirianni, I think. And Robert Sala just flat-out outcoached him. They didn't yeah. score in the second half. Not a one. We scored as much in the second half as the Eagles did. And we're just two dopes writing about it for crying out loud. It's insane. And I know you praised it in the beginning, but just the, the front four, the front seven in general, played their asses off. Like they played out of their minds because and I, I unfortunately I missed the, the the pregame show on Wednesday, so I didn't get to talk about it. But one of the things I would have loved to talk about was how the Jets, the Jets front four needed to get pressure by themselves this week because they weren't going to be able to rely on those man blitzes. We saw them getting beat with it early on because they just didn't have the, the, the horsepower at cornerback. The front four needed to get home in this game, and they did. Bryce Huff had two sacks. They were pressuring uh, Jalen Hurts all game. I know, and it's still an issue with, with kind of overrunning those plays and then the mobile quarterbacks, uh, if you don't get the sack immediately, then just picking up big gains after that. That is still an issue with the Jets defense, and I know – uh, there are still holes you could poke in the defense as people have been doing for the last few weeks. And we've, for the most part, gotten on here and defended them and said, hey, even though some people are saying the Jets defense is overrated, like, look at the results. Look at what they do. And when they play elite quarterbacks like this, and you want to you say Jalen Hurts is an elite, whatever. He's still a top 10 quarterback. I don't think that that's arguable. Look at what they do. Look at what they do against Josh Allen. Look at what they do against Patrick Mahomes. And now Jalen Hurts. And now the schedule lightens up, man. Like they got they got Raiders, they got Chargers, and Giants are their next three. It's Giants, Chargers, Raiders, I believe, is the next three games in, or- in order after the bye week. Justin Herbert is obviously fantastic, but hell, man, I don't even know if Jimmy Garoppolo is playing in that game. And even if he is, boy, I want, I want to see what this Jets pass rush could do against that Raiders offensive line and Jimmy Garoppolo. 
And then the so, Giants. And then the Giants. Like, they, that oh, line. Oh, yeah. Imagine what this, what Bryce Huff is going to do to Josh Azudu. Like, I, <laughs> I need to see that. Josh, if you're watching, I'm sorry, because you were not supposed to be in this Jets-Eagles stream, but sorry, Josh. <laughs> Evan Neal, Matt Part, whoever it is. Like, I don't care what tackle. Whoever they are, the three of them graded out as the third worst tackles in the NFL last week per, per PFF. It was 63rd, 64th, and 65th. All three Giants tackles. So I want to see Bryce up against any of those guys. Let, let's take out the Cowboys game where just everything on all sides just completely went wrong. That had every year, no matter how good or how bad you are, one game, everything fucks up. And that yep. was the Dallas game for they could have Aaron Rodgers in his prime. They weren't winning that game. Correct. So if you look at the five other games they played, we're really the only below average quarterback, I think, was Mac Jones. Like, and he might have we, played the best. <laughs> you, can, you, you can debate Russell Wilson, but like he, he's been better this year. He's not been amazing. He's far from the problem with Denver, as we saw in that game. They've given up 16, including an overtime that went to the Bills game 16, 15, 23, 21, 14. Against pretty much like I mean, Mahomes, Allen Hurts. These are big names. These are the who's who of the league. Yeah, I'd say three of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, and two of the the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Now, uh, Matthew Bono in chat though says, uh, yeah, "I want to get to this comment." Yeah, do they? Rogers is throwing the ball. Do they keep riding with Zach? I mean, that's not happening. They're, if Rogers yeah. is healthy, Rogers is playing. But I think that transitions us nicely yeah. into. Agreed. The Jets' offensive talk because I, I let's start with with Wilson. Okay. You get into all of the, the the many problems we had, which for a lot of games, oddly enough, it's going to sound weird, but I feel like Zach Wilson lately and even in, in 2022 has been very consistent in a way that it seems like he's you know he doesn't really make great throws and there's really not a lot of like yuck. Sure, this game it, you saw. Good and bad, all of Zach Wilson. He made some really nice decisions and some really nice throws. That beautiful Garrett Wilson deep shot early in the second yeah. half. Where people, oh, it's an underthrow. No, it wasn't. That was the he threw away. It was a great catch, and it was a great. It was a very good throw. It was where it was supposed to be. So you're seeing that. I think there were a lot of plays where he ad libbed out a structure that was nice. Offensive line, I think, generally held up better than I thought they would. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, but, I mean, they did what I expected against a really good pass rush without uh with with Max Mitchell starting and Wes Schweitzer starting for most of the game like that's kind of what Schweitzer was not good and unfortunately uh Robert Sala said that Joe Tippin is expected to be out for a while Uh, (laughs) which that sucks uh I I don't know if it's season ending it's a thigh injury so I'm not sure what that's gonna you know entail uh, but that is a significant blow. No, Sala if he says out a while he's probably gonna be back in practice on Wednesday honestly who knows? Uh, but they do. Sauce got yeah. sick, and then he's got a concussion a day later. Okay. The Jets literally do not have another interior offensive lineman on their roster, so uh, they're going to have to do something there because they they do not have another uh, interior lineman. It'll be Billy Turner. It would have been Billy Turner if uh, anyone else went out in that game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now, uh, getting back to the Wilson thing, and I'll, I'll give Justin the floor after this specifically on Wilson because Patrick Kale says Zach is progressing, and I love to see it. I mean, I don't even know really. It's like when he when he's not in the red zone, then then he's progressing. When it's we need a game winning driver, you need to make a play in the red zone, then he farts out. And still, situationally, he's still just this horrible quarterback. Like when when you don't need to take a sack, he takes a sack. When you don't need to make a risky throw, he makes a risky throw. And you can only coach that out so much. Like, I don't want to be like too negative on this stream, but I think the reason it's 20 to 14 and not, I don't know, 30 to 14, which it very well could have been, is felt like Wilson for all, he made a couple really nice throws and he was definitely under pressure a lot all game, but I think he left a lot of meat on the bone. 
I, I agree. Zach Wilson discourse has kind of come full circle. And I realized this on Twitter earlier today uh, when I was saying that Zach Wilson had a couple of guys open and he missed it. And I said that he shouldn't have taken that sack where he was rolling out to his left. And I know Hassan Reddick was right in his face, but you have to get the ball out of the ball of his hands. And he knows that. He absolutely knows that. I'm sure he went to the sideline and was like, damn, I needed to get rid of that ball before the sack. It's not an easy play, but he knows. And the, the, the design of that play was that there's going to be a free rusher. He knows he's rolling that way. If the rusher gets there quicker than you thought, you have to get the ball out. Unfortunately, it's impossible to point that out on Twitter without people losing their minds and being like, oh, what's Zach supposed to do? He's going to gain every play. You know, we reached uh, that. Are your Twitter replies like 75-year-old ladies based on that voice? <laughs> That's how it reads to me. Uh, but I think we've reached that level of discourse again with Zach Wilson where it's impossible to criticize the guy. Uh, I don't think that, that Zach Wilson had a terrible game today by any means. He played with exactly at the caliber that I'd expect a backup quarterback to play. And I think that should be the expectation for Zach Wilson moving forward. We shouldn't expect what he did in the Chiefs game because I think he was genuinely very, very good in the Chiefs game. Honestly, even expecting what he did last week against the Broncos, which is, I would say, average system quarterback play, which is fine. That's good. You can win games in the NFL with that. Uh, even expecting that. I think is optimistic, especially against the defense that even while they were banged up, this is still really, really talented Eagles defense. If you expect him to play like a backup quarterback, if the bar is set like that, then it's fine. Then I'm not disappointed by anything Zach Wilson today did, did today because I think he was fine. Uh, I think the all 22 will show how much he really missed. It certainly felt like he was missing some open receivers during the game, but it's so hard to tell when you're just watching the broadcast cam. Uh, but I do think that there were some plays that he missed. And, and overall, I don't think he made any egregious mistakes, but he didn't do anything extremely well. And he was a big reason why the Jets offense struggled so much in the red zone. You could blame the offensive line. You could blame Nathaniel Hackett. A lot of it was because Zach Wilson is a backup quarterback. That's that's what he is. And unfortunately, that's the reality of the situation. I don't want to be too hard on the guy. I don't think he was terrible. He definitely was not meltdown Zach Wilson, which if as long as he's not meltdown Zach Wilson, the Jets can still win in spite of him. Like as long as he's not that, He's fine. He's playable. He's a backup quarterback. And I think that's what he was today. He was fine. As Jao Pedro Mello, who is either in Portugal or Brazil, I believe, yeah. but based on the Jao as a name, so shout out. Uh, uh, the target is where he played against the Chiefs. Uh, if he does that consistently, we are good. He does that uh, consistently. They're a Super Bowl team. Like, the Jets are a Super Bowl team. If Zach Wilson does that <laughs> consistently, the Jets are a Super Bowl team. Now, uh, now he went 19 of 33 in this game. I'm going to give you a trivia. Guess how many passes he completed to – not Garrett Wilson and not Brees Hall. So I think Garrett had, what, eight catches or something in this game? Brees probably had three. So I'm going to say he completed – I'm going to say he completed seven passes to not Garrett or Brees. Well, close six. Okay, I was very close. I was pretty close. He had uh, three to Conklin. He had one to Lazard, one to Ruckert, and one to Dalvin Cook. Yeah, that, that checks out. And that's fine. And honestly, totally okay with that. Completely okay with that. Feed Garrett Wilson, feed Brees Hall, force the ball into those guys' hands, just let them make plays. That's it. If one those two guys are so integral to the success of this offense, I don't care any who any anyone else gets injured. Like obviously it would suck, but they can legitimately lose any other player. Hell, they lost Elijah Bear Tucker, who is their best offensive lineman, and they still beat the Eagles the next week. Like they can lose anybody else on that offense except those two guys. And so when they're healthy, when they're on the field, Feed them. And I don't want to see, because this happened later in the game, where, where the, the offense had a whole, whole uh, you know, a, a pretty pretty sizable rest. And then the Jets defense forces another turnover. They're near midfield. And then Dalvin Cook gets on the field for the first two plays. And then on third down, you put Michael Carter out there. That can't happen. The Jets cannot have possessions where Brees Hall doesn't even see the field. Like, that cannot be happening. Patrick Kayo says, are we ready to see Izzy over? I, he said Cook. He wrote cool, but over Cook yet or what? We've been ready for weeks yeah, right at this point. I don't even, yeah. like, I think, I genuinely, I think Dalvin's played his best football with the Jets over the last few weeks. He's still not good, but he's looked, <laughs> he's looked, he has looked playable the last few weeks. He didn't look playable the first few weeks. He looks, at least looks like an acceptable change of pace back, I guess, or at least somebody that can come in and just give Brees a rest. But honestly, Brees doesn't need a rest as much as the Jets think he does at this stage because he should be he should be their bell cow. Like he, that's what he should be. He should be playing seventy five percent of snaps. And I, I don't think there's a single running back on the roster that is even close to anything he could provide. And at at the risk of sounding like somebody who would just be like, oh, this is all on the offensive core play calling and so on. the play calling is the worst. Nobody knows what play calling is. That's the I hate that as excuse. Now it works sometimes, but that's, that's 90, the Michael Floor criticism. Ninety percent of the time it doesn't. But yep. this game, I thought Hackett was a horror show for yeah. a lot of it. 
It wasn't his best. Specifically, we are now in week six, three and three at the bye. Our number three wide receiver has three catches. Yeah, the Randall Cobb said needs to stop. That that he I would rather have actively him hurting the Cook at his yeah. worst is at least in my opinion on most plays. Dalvin Cook is just like neutral to kind of bad. Yeah, like Dal- Randall Cobb on the field actively hurts the offense and makes it a lot noticeably worse. Yeah, well, Cook's playing like ten snaps a game, not even, and, and Cobb's playing half the snaps. Like that. That's why Cook is bad. Cobb is bad, but one of them plays the almost the entire freaking game. It's amazing to me. That they have Michael Harbin. I know it's beating a dead horse at this point because they put Irv Charles in over him earlier. Like, what's going on? Somebody's got to say something. There's something at work here with that. Shout out Irv Charles, who is a Justin Hardy in training. That dude is a baller on special teams. A wolf. Yeah, I I just, yeah, he's a wolf. Exactly. They called him that before week one. But I'm completely with you. And if they don't believe that Michael Harbin is that guy and they don't believe it's Xavier Gibson, then make a move. Like you have to make a move at the deadline. Get somebody in here because Randall Cobb is a net negative. He's a complete non-factor on offense, and he's playing like fifty-five percent of snaps a game. Like I, I'm completely with you on that. Now, yeah, Cobb was the biggest issue with that, and then the offensive line. We kind of hinted at this earlier. I mean, even with no Jalen Carter, which that's another thing. Like Eagles fans will say we had guys hurt, like legitimately if Jalen Carter was playing, I think that they have some ground for complaint. Oh, Jalen Carter would have murdered West Schweitzer. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best terminology to use. I, I, he would have, he would have, well, I was going to say kill <laughs> murder. Murder sounded more extreme. <laughs> he would have, West Schweitzer would have not oh, have my had God. a good time attempting to block Jalen Carter. Is that better? Yeah. Yes. That's a little, that's a little <laughs> better way to do it. Unless a more legally ambiguous way to do it for, <laughs> True. For Jalen Carter, but uh, yeah, not having Carter in, I think helped a lot, but even still there was Jordan Davis there who Jordan Davis is a phenomenal player. He's My great. word. I mean, there were certain drives. They just couldn't get anything going. And even, even Brees Hall. I mean, this ain't the Broncos offense. He had 12 carries for 39 yards. And his longest carry was, I think the touchdown at the end where the Eagles just let him score to get the, Which, by the way, stupid. He shouldn't have scored. Now, I know it doesn't, I know it didn't matter. And I know it, it didn't end up mattering at all. Cause the Jets defense is just that well, good. Well, they had two timeouts too. So they still could have, you know, Even still you run the clock down to probably like 50 seconds left at that point, And then you kick the field goal and you're up by three. And then you, they have probably have like 40 seconds left to, to drive the field and get field goal range. I don't know. I think I would have rather had that. We'd be up by one because it'd be 15, 14. Yeah, I know. I know. And also they could have been, they might've been able to score after that because the Eagles were trying to let them score, but it doesn't matter. It's not worth harping on. Obviously. Yeah. This is, this is ticky tack at this point, but uh, Becton, I thought had a bad game. Uh, I thought he kind of struggled. I mean, again, they just, Josh sweat particularly just throw so many guys at you speed wise. They're so fast. He struggled with that. Uh, I do, I do think – I know he had that weird penalty. I thought this was still a pretty good game, given the matchup difficulty for, for Tomlinson and McGovern. Yes, I, and, I didn't notice Tomlinson really at all. Uh, which, which, is, which is good. And yeah. and Mitchell, again, had some had some lowlights. But, again, this is a yeah. th- this is a tough-ass situation. So, if we're yes. grading on a curve, it's kind of what I thought Max Mitchell would do, maybe a little bit better. Like, I didn't expect him to be Orlando Pace. I expected him to be right. Max Mitchell. Right, and Max Mitchell trying to block Hassan Reddick, and it didn't go well a couple times, but he still was okay. <laughs> yeah, he had. Yeah, I'd say that like this is not like a Max Mitchell's the worst lineman. He, he was fine. Right. Finds my official grade for if Max. That, if that's how he played against this caliber pass rush, I'm totally comfortable with him going forward. Like I, I'm totally comfortable with him as a starter moving forward for the remainder of the season. I don't think they have to make a move if that's how he plays. I j- I just really can't believe what is it. What is it about this defense? Because I know we were saying earlier, or at least my theory was, at least I think partially correct, that with Allen and Mahomes, a lot of the deep stuff gets taken away and they get fidgety and antsy and they want to make a play and then they and then they rip it deep down the then they rip it deep down. Like the Eagles weren't. That was a lot of like get the ball out of Jalen Hurts' hands quick. They were throwing the ball a ton more than I thought they would as a uh, as I know. Mike, I get that oh, yeah, as Mike O says in chat, uh, it's the offensive play calling that cost the Eagles this game. When do they become a pass first team? Like, come on, man, we know I'll better. I'll tell you when. When DeAndre Swift had ten rushes for eighteen yards, that's when they became a pass well, first. Team. Well, no, they became a pass first team. I think when Sauce went out, and they're just like, right, that's why I'm even more impressed with these corners because they're like, we got AJ Brown against guys that they thought were working at Best Buy. Yeah. And then what do you know, Craig James and Tay Hayes. Correct if they Jets. never play another game in the NFL, their Jets tenure is a success for this. Well, I don't, know. I don't know. I saw Tay Hayes on three snaps, and he got toasted at all three snaps. I don't know about Tay. Although Tay Hayes, I hope he's good because that's an awesome name, dude. Tay that, Hayes, that strong cornerback name. name. That's a cornerback, Tay yeah, Hayes. 
Camonte Hayes. What a great name, dude. What a you great went to UCF, name. I think, in the Cardinals draft him, I think. Uh Appalachian State. Um, but I remember uh, when he I remember when he, he's played, he has played 13 games and he's played for five different NFL teams. That's really impressive, honestly. And he's only 26. Actually, wait, I'm sorry. Six now with the Jets. It's not counting the Jets. He's played 14 games, six different teams. And this guy was born 10 days before me, man. He's he's on Josh Johnson pace. Like that's Josh, that's, that's Josh Johnson pace, man. And you know what the craziest part of it is? It worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. And and that's a continuation of what I said. I think in the last couple games, like especially after the Denver game, or at least d- defensively in the Kansas City game too, where Robert Sala I think is at a point now where we may question some of the things he does defensively, like rotating everybody as much as he does the Will McDonald pick, which is clearly like a solid pick because he clearly just loved the guy. He's at this point now where again, we have, he's not perfect. He has a lot to work on with. I think how he handles certain things. I think there's a lot of blind love for Hackett and not a lot of offensive accountability for him. He's kind of like leaving Hackett. I think on an Island a little bit, but mm-hmm. defensively, if he makes a decision, he's at the point where my first instinct is to go. I may not agree with it, but it's Robert Sala. So it's probably going to work. Like he's he's a masterful defensive coach. I don't know if that'll eventually, when Rodgers gets back next year, translate to going deep into the Super Bowl. But it it it's hard to make a defense like this in the NFL. And Robert Sala, by God, has done it. Yeah, and it's it's funny now because all the people like you know the narrative with Sala has been for the longest time like oh he doesn't you know he his defense doesn't need elite cornerbacks like he doesn't need them you know he's he's definitely edge rush first he's front seven first. I mean, in theory. It's like this game kind of supports that notion, I guess. He's playing Bryce Hall and Craig James at cornerback, which, again, shout out to Bryce Hall because now he's come back and, and I guess, you know, now had two games in a row where he's filled in for injuries and played incredibly well. I think very much held his own. Those those completions to A.J. Brown, they were not on Bryce Hall. He was he was not the guy, at least for the most part. And also, it's still A.J. Brown. Um, so, yeah, just I mean, just a shout out to the entire defense. The shout out to the entire defense for playing this well. Somehow, dude, the Jets are 3-3. Three and three. I, I can't yeah. believe it. The last two picks, like the, the first one was not that one where got like punched out. Like that was just a an amazing play by Jermaine Johnson, who for two weeks in a row now has been playing insanely good football. Like I'll give it that the, the second and the third ones, the one that Hall got and the one that Adams got mm-hmm. were just horrendous plays. And we know Jalen Hurts is obviously good. So it just it makes it even even more confusing. Yep. Yeah. Again, I, I know Patrick and Chat saying Jermaine Johnson. Uh, that guy is a monster. Absolutely. The last two games, I think he's played really, really well. There was a lot of Jermaine Johnson hype going into the season. And I think he got a little too overhyped by us as well, by myself too. I said it, I'm pretty sure on this show that I thought he was the best edge rusher the Jets had going into the season. Uh, I think he was kind of quiet to start the year. Still good in run defense, but didn't really do much as a pass rusher. That's changed these last two games. He's also, he's making the hustle plays, dude. I can't remember, like, I can't think of a, somebody who I know, you know, somebody on his team where I can remember more times where there's a completion made downfield. And then you see a defensive lineman sprinting from behind. It's Jermaine Johnson. It's Jermaine Johnson almost every time. And he's going to force another fumble on one of these. And he, he basically did that with the Quinn, the Quinn and Williams interception. And I love what you, you mentioned this before. I didn't get to comment on it, but the jets for the longest time, specifically this defense and Robert Sala's defenses have really struggled with turnovers and to actually capitalize on turnover worthy plays on plays that could result in a turnover that either be dropped interceptions. They would struggle to pick up the fumble this game was the complete opposite of that. Every opportunity they had to force a fumble and, and actually complete the turnover, they did. Like even the 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 Quinton the Quinton Williams interception was partially luck. Like J- Jermaine Johnson makes a great play there and then breaks up the pass, forces the fumble, whatever you want to call it. The ball just happens to bounce right into Quinton Williams' hands and he picks it up before it hits the ground. If that hits the ground, that's that's not a fumble. That they they ruled that an incomplete pass. So just capitalizing on those turnovers, Tony Adams securing that pick in the end because. I feel like the Jets of old in that situation just drop that pick. Like, I feel like if this is the Jets defense from last year or two years ago, Tony Adams gets in front of it, makes the play to, to potentially save the game and, and steal a win, and he just drops the pick. And then he's like, oh, that has happened so many times with this defense, and we didn't see that at all today. They capitalized on all those interceptions. They capitalized on the fumble recovery, and that's why they won the game. We got – we got a bunch of – well, first off, I got a great stat for you. But we're going to talk about looking towards the future a little bit. But I got a great stat for you. 
This is now the seventh win under Robert Sala after trailing by 10 or more points, tied with the Vikings Man. for the most wins in the NFL during that span. Does that sound like a team with Zach Wilson as his court? Like, how? Dude, I cannot. It's amazing to me how many people have called for Robert Sala's job this year. Like, I'm not just fans. Like, like you got people. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much you want to stock you want to put into people on WFAN or anything like that. But people like that saying, oh, you know, Salah's on the hot seat. The dude is three and three with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, having played or having beaten Josh Allen in the Bills, Jalen Hurts in the Eagles, and nearly beating Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs. If not for some really questionable officiating, we might be talking about the Jets being four and two with wins over to Bills, Chiefs, and Eagles with Zach Wilson at quarterback. And he now has a winning record. If you want to count the Bills game as a start, we'll just count that as a start for Zach sure, Wilson. Yeah. Winning record with Zach Wilson in the last two years. Right. And, and, and the, <laughs> the defense forcing like three turnovers on each of those quarterbacks. And people who want to talk about Robert Sala being on the hot seat, fuck that. Put him in the coach of the year conversation. Like, I know we're still a long way to go for the season ends, but right now through six weeks, how many coaches have gotten more out of their team than Robert Sala has with the Jets? All right. Not many. We got, we got three amazing quotes. I want you, I want to rank them. Which one do you think is the favorite? Two of them are from Sala. One of them from Wilson, which do okay, you want first? The Wilson I, I, or the two Sala? I to say, I like this game and I want to make this a weekly thing where we do this. this All right. Fun. So well, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to have great little pearls of wisdom like this. Uh, I'll start. I'll do the Zach Wilson one. Wilson said the Hertz quote, couldn't believe he threw it on that last pick to Tony. I said, I couldn't believe it. I was my, I me. Oh my, it. I was gobsmacked. Oh, what in the world? What in the Sam Hills going on here? Yeah. Said Zach Wilson. I couldn't either. I was I was staring at my screen. I was mid, literally, I'm not even joking. You peek behind the scenes. I'm writing an article about how the Jets offense blew it and they should apologize to the defense. It was embarrassing. And that happens. And I just, like, I sit there and I, 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 I slowly, like, move my laptop to my side. And I stand up while the people I'm watching with are going nuts. And I'm like, did that, did that just happen? Like, are, are we, did that really, did he really just throw that pass? He was like midair almost when he threw it. He was like yeah. jumping and throwing so, and literally just go down, dude. Like, I, I mean, that's not, not to give advice, but the game, like, just sit on it, bro. Like, they're not, the Jets' offense isn't going to score. Give him the ball back. It's okay. Like, all right. So that, that's the great, uh, Rod. All right. There's another one. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is a freakazoid, but all right. Uh, that's let, me, good. let me get it back. All right. As he walked off the podium, quote, they ain't 12 and 0 no more. Who said That's that? A good, uh, about the Jets and the Eagles. Who well, who said that? Sala. Oh, so let's go. Let's go. And Bobby then Sala talking shit. I love it. Oh, we got a great one. You'll love this. That you got to you're you're gonna have to write this article. I think right after we get off. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Robert Sala says the Jets have played a gauntlet of quarterbacks to start the season. Quote, and we have embarrassed all of them. Let's go. Oh yeah. It's been so Talk long since I could. Oh, since I felt like this. I'm Even so last- glad he's talking shit, man. Like, let him, let him, let him. Like, because he's he's earned it. Like, this whole defense has earned the right to to talk whatever smack they want. Even last year, there was a part of me where I felt like a lot of it was like, all right, they're kind of getting like a little lucky here. Like, you know, they, like after Wilson came, like first they had the Browns win, and then it was, you know, Kenny Pickett's debut. Two was hurt for Miami. Tyler Thompson at quarterback. Tyler like, Thompson at quarterback. Aaron Rodgers has just like the worst game of his career, unpredicted, like in an outlier even for last year. And then, you know, Russell Wilson with Hackett, like, okay, okay. It felt like we kind of – there were a lot of cream puffs they beat up on. Not in this year. You can't get a tougher first six no. games, I think, in terms of quarterbacks in the league than what the Jets have played. And they've won three of them with a bad quarterback, and they almost could have won four of them. I yeah. mean, good God. And they and they come out of the bye week and they this got team, this team's five and one with Rodgers. Yeah. Guess, so, somebody in chat said that before. I want to give them credit too, because somebody in chat also said, like, oh, you, you know, you can't convince me. It was Dan Golson in chat on YouTube. He said, I maintain if it shows up, where it is. I maintain we'd be five and one with Rodgers. I absolutely love what I saw tonight. Yeah. I, I completely agree. You, you're telling me that Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers doesn't beat the Patriots and, and that Aaron Rodgers doesn't, I mean, the Chiefs game is the tough one because Zach Wilson genuinely played well, and I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers playing in that game that you're getting much better quarterback play. And that's a, that's that's a a major praise to Zach Wilson because I do think he played really well. I just don't he think they fun. get shut out like at, for pretty much the entire yeah. second half after at that. At worst, big they're drive. four and two. At worst, it's inarguable that they're four and two with Aaron Rodgers, and they're four and two going into the bye week when they got Daniel Jones slash Tyrod Taylor and the Giants coming up next. So here's here's their next. Like, I I don't like necessarily doing projecting wins and losses because I projected the Chiefs as a big loss and the Eagles as a big loss. And here we are. 
First pick I got wrong this year, by the way. Now five and one on Jets picks. I picked it. Wow. So okay. Yeah, they, that that was me. I kind of I kind of did that. I think so. A lot, of were, a lot of a lot of undefeated streaks were broken this week. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's just go the next six games. They sure. got the Giants, which is a home game. You rode their road against the Giants, but right? That's, that's a cool. neutral site game. You know, right. 50-50. Uh, Chargers Monday Night Football at home, which I don't know if the defense is that great. And again, I know Justin Herbert, but coming off of the last couple weeks, I mean, here's what's so funny: Justin eventually Herbert, one of them's going to get him again. But like, I don't want to assume it'll be you know. What, really quick before you read all the other quarterbacks, here's what's so funny: because I think my biggest and a lot of people's biggest criticism of Justin Herbert is that he's not aggressive enough for how good he is. He should be more aggressive. Weirdly enough, I think that's going to really work in his favor against the Jets. So I hope people talk to him and I hope he starts taking more chances because that that's I think you pointed this out a few weeks ago. That's the like those are the offenses this Jets defense thrives against quarterbacks that are that, that take chances that try to make plays that aren't there. Jalen Hurts do that a lot today, uncharacteristically, might I add, because he's not normally like that. This Eagles offense isn't predicated on the big play, the deep shots. That's not how they roll. In which case, shout out, I think, Quinn and Williams, maybe, because Swift, yes. didn't he have like 180 yards a couple weeks ago? Yeah, he was, he was, now he he was 18. Awesome. He was, it was awesome. I like, and Quentin Jefferson, I know, had a play where he split a double team with Jason Kelsey. He's like, been old great, run. underrated great this year. Really, man. really good. He's been a very good signing. A anyway, lot, a lot better good. than I thought he'd be. Read the other quarterbacks. What else we got? All right, we got uh, Raider at the Raiders Sunday Night Football, but we don't know if Garoppolo will be, will Sunday. be there. I but again, it's idea. inverse because Mac Jones beat him and Hurts didn't, so maybe it works inversely. Who thought to book the Jets Raiders on Sunday? I know it's Rodgers, but Jerry. Well, that they thought it would be Rodgers. Raiders? Of all the games, Raiders? They put the Vegas E primetime. Raiders oh, got a lot of primetime. Maybe stuff. Devontae Adams, Rodgers. Maybe that's it. Maybe yeah, that was maybe. It. I, I don't know. And then uh, at Buffalo, all right, I don't, the, the hype train might slow down hey, at Buffalo. Zach Wilson is, is Josh Allen's kryptonite. Like, I don't know, man. Josh Buffalo Allen. is one of Zach Wilson's many kryptonites playing in Buffalo. So I, I don't know, man. Zach Wilson, I, what is Zach Wilson's all-time record against, against specifically – or against the Bills? It can't be terrible, right? Well, because he won, lost – He's won I remember two the last games. game of his rookie year, he was like 7 of 21 and got sacked nine right. times. Well, the last two games he's played against them, he's won, right? Right. Yeah, he didn't play, the week, he didn't play last week last year, so he's 2-0 and in his last two games against Josh. I was the, late November in Buffalo. on, a, But anyway, then after that, uh, Black Friday at 3 p.m. That's a weird start. That's going to be – I'm going to hate that so much. Oh, I'm going to hate it too. <laughs> Black Friday against the Dolphins. So that's when we'll find out how good this team is against the yeah. Super Mega Nitro offense. Yeah, honestly, that yeah, that's gonna be such a. I'm so intrigued about that. Even as a, just as a football fan, the Dolphins' offense versus this this Jets' defense is such a fun, interesting matchup. And then uh, home against the Falcons, which hey. they should. But again, Falcons keep every game close, man. So I don't know. Yeah, Desmond Ritter. I have a feeling Desmond Ritter, if he's still starting at that point, would not fare well against this Jets' Des- defense. Desmond Ritter's a classic: one game good, one game bad. I mean, good last week, and then yeah, but. The point being, because I don't want to just say that they're going to run through this or just say because they beat Allen and Hurts, they can beat anybody. But I think now they can compete with anybody. Yeah. And I think definitely eight, nine wins is, I think, firmly on the table yes. right now. Definitely. I don't. The postseason, I think, is still – I don't like picturing that just because, again, with the Wilson uncertainty and I don't know, like especially Wilson too late in December – Tough conditions. Things got to go play a lot of like bad weather teams late. Cleveland, New England. So I don't know about that, but purely based on this, like if they can play like this, and for some reason, Mister Gold Zone Hackett, who apparently only did red zone stuff in I Green know. Bay, and is the worst red zone guy, I like know. if they get one of those touchdowns instead of a field goal, I think people then people are going, oh, this was almost like a domination. Yeah, no, the Jets defense gave them the Jets offense every opportunity, not just to win the game, but to legit run away with it. Like you force four, you win the turnover battle by four. You shouldn't be relying on a last second play to win the game. Like there's no reason that should be happening. And the Jets defense isn't going to force four turnovers every single week. That's just, that's not going to happen. You're not going to win the turnover battle by four, four every single week. But when you do, you better fucking win the game. And they did. But they will have Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed most games. That is true. The, the Jets aren't going to make guys – I mean, you're not going to have a, a performance like they did with Josh Allen against you know in, in week one every single week. You're not going to force four turnovers of, of the Eagles every single week. But when you do, you have to win those games, and the Jets have won both of those games this year. I, I think that's time to 
put this to rest. I mean, if you if you didn't have a pulse watching that game, oh. I mean, oh. it was so it, it felt like playing without money. I, I didn't expect a win at all. I fully expected a loss pretty much the entire game. And I was like, I was really expecting to come on here and be like, I'm just so sad for the defense. I'm so sad that Craig James and Bryce Hall just balled out against AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. And we can't even talk about a Jets win. I was fully expecting that. But God damn it, here we are, man. We're three. And it was the guy we all made fun of last week, Tony Adams. Tony Adams. Clutch. And I still want to see Adrian Amos playing. I, I don't know why he's not, but whatever. It's okay. It worked. It worked. And and what Jordan Whitehead was like inches away from getting that the last pick of the uh, the, the pick on the last play of the game, too. Uh so that would have been pretty funny if both of the Jets safeties who we've shit on a lot. But hey man, the Jets are three and three. Going into the bye without Aaron Rodgers, hardest part of the schedule is done. They've lost a lot of players. They've had some injuries. Hopefully they get healthier at the bye week. Maybe we see Aaron Rodgers again this season. I don't know. I'm just happy that for two weeks now, because it's always the worst when you lose going into a winning streak for crying out loud. Winning streak. It's always the worst when you lose going into a bye week because then you're sad for two weeks. Now we get to be happy for two weeks with a game against the Giants who – I don't know what they're going to do tonight, but man, it's it's against the Bills, and if they embarrass themselves again, boy oh boy, am I looking for Zach Wilson just beat the two undefeated teams in the league. Anything's possible. It's crazy, crazy man. Look look at us. Who would have thought? Not, Not me. me. <laughs> wow, we are we are two in sync. We've done too many of these shows. Yeah, we know the <laughs> so, meme. We know the meme. Thank <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back on Wednesday. We'll be talking about the Jets at the bye and maybe do some. Mid-season, I guess you can call it now, mid-season uh, superlatives. And then we will bask in the glory of a 3-3 three and three Jets team who just beat the unbeaten Eagles. For the first time in franchise history, the Jets have beaten the Eagles. It sounds preposterous, but the streak is broken. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, wherever it may be that you get your podcasts. We're on all those sites. And YouTube and TikTok at the Jet Press. Make sure you subscribe there. Make sure you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Again, not for egotistical reasons. It's just to drive us up the review chart. So if you want to support the show that way, we would be extremely thankful of that. But I'll let Justin sign us off on what has been a wild, hectic, emotionally draining uh, 90-minute sequence. That it has, and a little last-minute nugget here from Zach uh, Rosenblatt of the Athletic, saying that Aaron Rodgers was on the headset today and was active. It was an active voice uh, today, giving suggestions to Jets coaches. So Aaron Rodgers, you got to keep him on the sideline. Look at the games he didn't go to, and look at the games he went to. I know, and it's not like the offense was even great today, but hey, they, they still won the game. Aaron Rodgers was there. Keep him on the sideline. That dude is is insane. He was throwing before the game. I don't know how he's doing it a month after Achilles surgery. But anyway, I'm glad to be back, Mike. I missed you this Wednesday. I wasn't there. I will be back on Wednesday. I'm not going anywhere. Thank you all for joining us on the show today. You can follow Mike on Twitter at by Mike Luciano. You can follow me on Twitter at Justin T. Free. Follow the Jet Press at the Jet Press. Download the Jet Press podcast wherever you get your podcast. Also, check us out on YouTube and TikTok. Subscribe, like, hit that notification bell. You guys know what to do. We stream live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time and live immediately following every Jets game, which is what we're doing right now. Thank you all for listening to the Jet Press podcast. I've been Justin Freed. That has been Mike Luciano. We'll see you guys next time. A 3-3 three and three Jets team. Who would have thunk it? Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.